tell Jesus all of my trials I cannot bear these burdens alone in my distress he kindly will help me he ever loves and cares for his own must tell Jesus I must tell Jesus I cannot bear my burdens Must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus How this world to evil allures me, and oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. But going off sometimes. Is that because we don't have battery? Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's pray for some people. Um, uh, we need to pray for... Uh,
Brother Kearney. Brother Kearney's been uh, he's he's been going through uh, some things with one of the pastors. I'm getting an echo back there. So he's he's going through that uh, with, uh, and, and then then he's uh, also dealing with some sickness in his in his church, which every church does that, right? And uh, he's got a lot of people stealing things. He seems to think that the the, the Muslim people around the corner are doing it. He doesn't know, but they're just taking it, it's just stealing it blind. So he's going to get a uh, security guard, Lord willing. But the security guard said, you got to buy me a gun. So I don't know. I don't know how all of it, you know how everything works over there. So um, you pretty much have to catch them and beat them half to death in the street, keep from stealing, don't you? I mean, that's the way they live. I mean, it's just understand a culture that's that way and they need the Lord but uh, we're getting to that place in America but he's dealing with that he's dealing with dealing with that pastor and um, just just some things he's we need to pray for him trying to get that building started off the ground and so I continue to pray for that also we need to continue to pray for churches without pastors there's there's a lot of churches without pastors, and uh, Brother Larson, when he was here, he told me about a church that that's without past without a pastor. It's got Christian school, three hundred people, but he wouldn't recommend his worst enemy to go there. So there's churches like that. Some churches need to close down. Somebody needs to restart because things have happened. There's a lot of and um, when when a church starts the transition, when the pastor goes, there's a difficulty in some churches when a pastor has, leaves, and there's there's just a real real power struggle, and crazy things go on, and uh, you know, and that's happening all across America with churches. And so we really need to start churches every 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 chance we get, but we need to pray for the churches without pastors. Um, let's also continue to pray for the Blount family. Brother Blount was with the Lord. Uh, continue to pray for a family called the Austins. I don't see Miss Anita here. She's not doing very well. So she she's probably listening online. Okay. Well, uh, Brother Austin was the first principal at the school there at uh, Temple where Patrick pastors and um, he passed away yesterday and so pray for the family there. Also, um, continue to pray for the people in Maui um, uh, and also uh, continue to pray for a lot of people were lost in Monaco. Do you all hear that in the news? 
some earthquakes in Monaco. What's that? Well, there's Monaco. Morocco. Morocco, I'm sorry. Yeah, so. So what's going on in Libya? I think I read something going on in Libya. Calling Daniel home to be king. Yeah. We, we. Yeah, they they don't uh, we don't not not all of it makes the news, does it? But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's also pray for our nation. If you if you uh, if you've been here through the Book of Esther, we preached the message, and uh, uh, we really need to pray for our leaders. Pray God saves them, works in their hearts. Our uh, our uh, our nation is not going to come back to God through our politicians and through our uh, government leaders. That that ship has sailed. But through prayer, fasting, uh, we can we can see that that happen. I believe it, it just. Uh, uh, but I think if you know we we need to pray for our nation. A lot of people. There's a lot of people out there. Saw some clips of people going crazy in New York because all the uh, immigrants are up there and and uh, just just a lot of just a lot of a lot of lawlessness and a lot of a lot of just uh, things you wouldn't believe you just can't wrap your mind around and uh, our nation needs God so we pray that we need to pray for our lost loved ones and uh, Brother Arnold's family, death of his sister. Another one. Good night. You're going to turn around. You're the only one here. Wow. What's her name? Joanne. Joanne. It's going to be some kind of reunion in heaven one day, isn't it? Huh? So pray for that. Uh, continue to pray for our, our missions, missions conference, and uh, missions month. All right? So uh, let's go, Lord, in prayer, and uh, let's pray together. Chris, step out and pray for us. Update on your mom. Your mom doing okay? Okay. Amen. All right. Some of you got your phones on. You got your phones on. Don't turn them off. I want. To, we're gonna. We're gonna have a special dispensation this morning. We're gonna.
We're going to keep your phone on. I want you to look some things up for me. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do. Brother uh, Carlos and his wife, I called him last week. And sometimes, I'll just tell you how it is. I, 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 you, you, you folks come up to me and you say, you know this pastor, you know this pastor. And a lot of times I say, no, I don't. Because I'm not, I'm not around. I don't, I don't go to a bunch of conferences or anything. And uh, I don't have a little circle of friends. I just have friends. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I called uh, and I was talking to Steve and I, Steve Sidler, and I said, how you doing? I said, we're looking forward to having Carlos. And it was crickets and kind of like, and I said, what's going on? He said, well, you, you, you did receive a letter that he couldn't get out of the country because of his visa. And I said, no. So I texted him and he said, he said, I sent it to you. And I said, I'm looking and he, he said, is this your email? I said, no. I said, you sent it to somebody else. And so my brother said, yeah, I knew that. And I said, yeah, thanks a lot. So I didn't, I said some other stuff, but I, I don't want to say it in public. But um, um, uh, uh, they're, they're not here, obviously. So uh, it's going to be me today. And this afternoon, one of my students is going to give his testimony message. Brother Walt is going to preach for us this afternoon, amen? And so, call everybody, they'll be here. And uh, So, uh, what I want to use this Sunday school time as, is let's look at Acts chapter 8. And I want us to think together as a church. You know, one preacher, one preacher was talking to one preacher and he was getting ready to do something and, the, and he says... One preacher says, says, hey, you just need to go out on a limb. He said, no, I'm not going out on a limb. He said, why? Because he said, I'll hear that sound back at the trunk of my people with a saw. And, um, you know, there's, there's no Lone Ranger around here. Um, we, uh, we're all prone to wander, and we all have ideas. But whatever ideas we have, we do them together. And that's important. Um, uh, and and biblically, you can say amen if you want to, or you can stick your tongue out if you want to. But biblically, God works through the under-shepherd, the preacher. Okay? Now, you all know I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. But one thing I know, I want us as a church family to do things together it's important. It's important that we that we are unified, not blindly loyal, but unified. I had uh, had uh, brother uh, Rick Connor do a, a video interview. I do a video interviews for my homilies class with other preachers, and I ask them the same questions for the whole semester. And our guys really, we get a lot of good information, don't we, Brother Walt? Amen. And uh, they share things. This month, this this semester, we're studying, uh, we have homiletics one. That's the first homiletics class. It's a preaching class. And and what I ask them is about their call to preach, and I ask them about the qualifications for a preacher, and what type of preaching do you do, you do and how long 
does it take you to prepare a message? Not real. You know, it takes, it depends on who it is. It can take 25 to 40 minutes. And uh, some people like to talk, so we let them talk. But he said something very interesting. Brother, Brother Connor, when he got saved, had no idea. How many remember those days? You had no idea. And, and Brother Connor has never forgotten where he came from. He never forgot where he came from. Um, and so in his testimony, he was talking about in the early days. Now, he's been a pastor uh, for years down in Patuxent. And, uh, I mean, he's just, he's just, he's a pastor. He's a great pastor. He's a great guy. I, I really look up to him. I really look up to Brother Rick. Now, he showed up up at our church one day, long hair platform shoes, suit that didn't fit. And I looked at him and I said, what is that? You know, but God, somebody gave him a track. He got saved Amen. and family radio. I don't know how it came off. They, they family radio recommended independent Baptist church. That was back when they were on drugs. No, back. I don't know what, what was going on back then, but the, he showed up. Okay. So he showed up. He said, "I didn't know." He said, "I didn't know anything about anything." He said, uh, as, "He said when I got saved, I came. I showed up, and it was a missions conference." And he said, "So you know, I thought I was supposed to be a missionary." So he said, uh, "You know, I went on, and and he said, one day I, I was I was praying. He said I prayed and I told the Lord. I said, God, whatever you impress upon my pastor's heart to suggest that I do, I'm going to do it." He said, Pastor Creed came up to me one day and says, Rick, you ever thought about you know, bus ministry? He said, he said, I hate kids. I hate kids. I don't like kids. He said, but I got into bus ministry. He said, then somebody said, somebody said, uh, somebody said, he, Pastor Creed said, um, you ever thought about teaching Sunday school class? He said, no. I, he said, but I started teaching, helping with Sunday school class. He said, I was teaching a newcomer's class. At Independent, when I came back, and there were three police officers in there, he said, I, when I, the whole time I was preaching, I was thinking, if they really knew what I was before I got saved, they wouldn't want to listen to me. Matter of fact, he's, he, told, he told me, he said, told me the other, the other day, he says, you know, I was thinking riding down the road, he says, back before you all, the Independent moved down to, down to where it is now, I used, where you all have that gas, I used to steal gas out of those buses. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it was, uh, and so... Brother, brother, brother Connor, he shared that, he shared that because, and the thought, the thought, you know, he prayed, he says, God, use my pastor to impress upon me. And he, and he, and um, he came back and he says, Rick, what, you know, he went, he, he went through the Bible Institute, it used to be an institute, and he went to Hiles Anderson for a little bit. And then he came home, came back and he worked on staff as an intern. And one day, Dad just Dad just took him down to down Patuxent area. He says, "It's time to start church here." Kicked him out, you know. But um, you know, today people would say, "You know, what what what's with that? That's weird." Well, it's not really pretty biblical, and and so that kind of mentality as far as a church family and leadership of the pastor. It's something that God can use. And uh, by the way, I, I'm, I'm very careful in what I suggest that you do. 
I may suggest you take a long walk off a short pier, but 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 not really. But I, you, you, a lot of people are quick to give counsel. You better be careful because if they follow the counsel and it's wrong, you're going to be held accountable. So, so as a church, I like to do th- we like I like to do things together. I like folks to have input. I like to have input from young people and mature people, and I like to have input from gentlemen, and I have uh, like to have input from ladies because everybody has their perspective right and so it's a we thing it's not a me thing and so i've been burdened for some time that 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 we as a church we as a church start a church now now we have actually through brother kearney and we've helped but not where we've been involved not where we felt the sacrifice not where we have taken folks on Sundays and, and going to a different place to minister, understanding we're, we're starting a church, praying for God to give us a pastor, but we're starting something somewhere. Okay? So in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, this is a popular verse. This is a popular verse. So I want you to help me class this morning, and I want you to think about this because God... God, you need to get this in your heart. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? How many of you ever started to take something like glucosamine or some, some mineral? How many of you have ever taken minerals? And, and the doctor or whoever started you on them said, look, you're going to have to take them for a while to get them in your system. Are you with me? And then they want you to give you a certain brand. Some, some brands, they go right through you. You, don't, that you, want it, you want it to absorb into your body, right? And uh, kind of like garlic and Italians, amen. And so, so you, so, so you, uh, so, 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 so this, this is something. This context of this verse is something that many Christians never get. They never understand the 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 multiplicity, the multifunctional, the multitasking of this verse, if you please. So let's unpack this verse. This morning, Acts 1 verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power. Now he's talking to the disciples. He met them in the upper room. You remember back in the, back in the Gospels, he, he said, he breathed on him and said, Receive you the Holy Ghost. That was both prophetical and practical. In other words, and, and they didn't know what was happening. <clears throat> it's just like us. We don't know what's happening most of the time. We, we fake it. You know that phrase, Miss Keys, fake it till you make it? And uh, you, you got, you got uh, we don't know what's happening, right? I mean, some conversations with Darian. Darian will be talking, and, and he'll say something, and a week later he says, "Oh man!" And, and and we figure out we're not going the right direction. Amen. We we we, we well, that's a learning process, and so so we 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 really make our judgments and take make an opinion real quick, but but he said to them. He said, he said, he breathed on him, he breathed on them and said, receive you the Holy Spirit. Now, there's two other verses in the Bible that remind me of this verse. What's the first verse? It's in, it's in, it's in Genesis. God breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became what? Living soul. God's breath. Do you understand, do you understand the impact of that? God's breath gave us life. Huh? And then, 
In Timothy it says, all scripture is given by what? And what's inspiration mean? God breathed. And so God breathed life in us and he gave us this book. This is God breathed book. So now in between, in between those two verses, here in the New Testament he says, in the, in, 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 in the Gospels he says, he breathed on them and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. Now they, they didn't understand it. Man is still trying to understand man. Medicine is not an exact science. Okay? It's an art and it's a, it's a learning process, right? If you go into your doctor's office and he has, <clears throat> he has plaques that talk about different fellowships, he's kind of doctor to be around because what is he doing? He's collaborating with other doctors and learning. Okay? Uh, but but, but uh, we're, still, we're still learning about that. We're still learning about this book. Brother Connor said, you know, we're going to get to heaven. And he says, he said, really, we have this life, but we're only, we only grasp a little bit of this book. We really, we really will not fully understand till we see Jesus, right? And so, so he says, but ye shall receive power. He, he, not right now. After that, the what? Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, we know where that takes place in Acts chapter what? Help me. Acts chapter. Acts chapter 2. Maybe we need some coffee. Anybody need a shot? Espresso. So, um, he, says, he says you're going to receive power. <laughs> and he said now you're going to start your own Christian business. Is that what it says in that verse? What does that verse say? And ye shall be... What? Witnesses. It doesn't say theologians. Amen. Right? You shall be witness. Everything about us should be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Everything we do. I mean, Darian likes to draw. If he draws something that has to do with... Was something spiritual? It ought to it ought to reflect Jesus Christ somewhere in that somewhere in that thing, right? Amen. In our conversation, in our conversation, you know, you know, I'm I'm realizing something. You can turn any conversation around to Jesus. I went to I went to went to work this week, and I was down at the Census Census Bureau, and um, and and this guy said. Hey, hey, Pat, he said, he said, you ever heard of that word wormwood? I said, yeah. He said, there's a planet out there, and, his, and he's got his eyes wide open. So I said, you know, this is a, this is a guy that's on a conspiracy theorist uh, website. So I said, what website you on? He says, before it is news. I said, oh, okay. You know, his eyes are wide open. And I, and I said, and I, I, when, when somebody does that to me, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, because I'm going to have some fun. Amen. You know? Because, you know, if you know, as a, as a Christian, you can scare somebody to death if you really want to. Especially conspiracy theorists. And, and here's a statement, Brother Sam. He said, you know, all conspiracies usually sooner or later come true. Well, that's like saying I shot an arrow into the air. You know, I... It fell to earth. I knew well. It's false to earth sooner or later. Ridiculous. So, 
So I, I began to talk. He said, and where do we find wormwood? Not at the flea market. It's in Revelation. Okay. So I turned that back. He, I, said, I, said, I said, whoever you're listening to? He said, yeah. I said, they're going. And then they're, then they're talking to you because they're on, they're on some good stuff. Because they have no idea. There's no planet wormwood out there. Okay. I said, how do you know? I said, I, I, it's not in the Bible. Well, that's sort of narrow. I said, yes. I said, it, it's, it's more wide open than you think. But, but it's the book. So, so you're going you're gonna, to, you're gonna, it says, ye shall be witnesses on me. And, and folks, we, 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 we can turn anything, you witness, what is a witness? <coughs> Wait a minute, preacher, I don't know the Romans road. doesn't say that. Right? I haven't had a class on soul winning, preacher. <coughs> I, think, I think we need to apologize to people about every service on the way we present it, because what you're supposed to do is tell people about when you got saved. Amen. How many of you ever written your testimony about when you got saved? How many? How, uh, let me. I want to challenge you to do that. I want to challenge you to write your testimony. I mean, we should have tracks of people in this church that got saved. I remember two, two, three years ago on a Sunday night, praise and prayer, and I asked Tony. Tony was first. I said. I want to hear somebody give a salvation testimony. So Tony was the first one. 45 minutes later, I got to preach. And it was the best, one of the best services I've ever been to in my life because I heard everybody's testimony. It was good, wasn't it? You all remember that? Somebody remember that? Arnold's testimony was great. We'll have to get him and give that again. And uh, put that in a gold embossed plaque. That'd be great. But uh, your testimony, your testimony, you shall be witnesses. What are you going to wit? What are you going to witness? <coughs> what are you going to witness of? Well, it's like the the Southern Gospel song says, "I was there when it happened, and I ought to know." Amen. Right? Now, <coughs> in a, in a crime, you go to go go to witnesses around a crime, you get ten different answers. Okay, not when people get saved, you get different places, different situations, but the same gospel. Amen? So witnesses unto me. And, and no, notice what it says. He says both in, 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 in Jerusalem, that's where they lived, and in all Judea surrounding it, and in all Samaria, and that was inside, but it was a place that they didn't like to go. Are you understand what I'm saying? In other words, he's saying you cross the cultural lines. Now, i got to say, we don't have any lines in here. We don't have any cultural lines. Amen? I mean, uh, once in a while I have a question about Ghana that I don't know, I'll ask Chris. She'll tell me. She, I can ask about where, where Danny's from. Where's that place in West Virginia you're from? <laughs> no, nah, I've never been to West Virginia. But, but you, you all, different places you're from, uh, diff- we, we, but we don't have the cultural lines here. You see, when you get saved, there's no cultural lines. Amen. You understand that? I, a lot of people, a lot of people come to <coughs> church uh, uh, from from churches that come from foreign countries come to church here, and when they were in that foreign country, they just went to church on Sunday morning. Well, we don't just go to church on Sunday morning. We have Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and sometimes special services. Amen. 
And what, well, I won't get on church attendance and faithful, but we, we need to be faithful to church every time the doors open. Amen. Amen. Dr. Robertson used to say three to thrive. And uh, so, so, cultural lines. I was talking to a guy one time, and he said, hey, pet preacher, I need to talk to you. And I said, what? He said, what color is everybody going to be in heaven? I said, I don't know. Who cares? I don't know, pink and purple. I don't know. Huh? I don't know if we're all going to be bald. We might all be walking around bald. I don't know. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what? You know, all these, all these different questions. You know these questions? Now you're all thinking about that. Get off it. So, well, you know, I don't want to have that same. I just want different hair than I have. Some say I want some hair. Some say I want less. I want different color. What? What's that? What? What? Yeah, I know. I know the chicken. Arnold, Arnold, I know. But they sure go, sure are good, aren't they? So, so <clears throat> you see, see, leave it to a trustee to get you off, 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 off track. So, so um, these questions that we have, you know, there's questions people have. Listen, listen, we don't, we don't have any. There's no cultural lines. The culture, the cultural line, dr- drops at at. At the cross, when you get saved, and so you say, "Well, preacher, why are people so divided?" The devil. The devil is in our country, working through. By the way, the devil works through people, and and, and you're either you're either of the devil or you're of of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no in between. You know, well, I don't choose to be on any side. Yeah, you do choose not to accept Christ. You're on the devil's side. So. He said, you shall be witnesses unto me. Now, notice this. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, let's think about this because as a church, I want us to start praying for God to give us a place to start a church. You say, how are we going to do it? Well, we need to pray for God to tell us how to do it. You say, well, you got these guys that know how to do it. No, I'm going to tell you something. We need to do it our... On, we, need, we can get some ideas and things from other, but we need to do it. We need to reproduce faith independence somewhere else. Are you with me? Now, there's all kinds of people out there. There's all kinds of people that will come in and they'll say, okay, you give us this much money and we'll help you start a church. You know, we, 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 we don't, we, we're smart enough. God's smart enough if we ask Him. Amen? So, how many of you have your phones out? Help me, help me this morning. We got a special dispensation, Miss Creed. You can use your phone. What's that? I locked it in the truck. You were doing God's work. Did you taste any of that food? Oh, by the way, by the way, I got, I did roasted, I got roasted. 
salsa. And one I made, I was getting ready to make, I had habaneros and everything in there, it was going to be hot, hot, hot. And the first one I made a mistake of putting some hot in the first, so I had to make the second one mild. But Miss Creed likes it, so y'all like it. But there's one that's hot, it says H on it. So if your hair falls out and your tongue ripples up, it's not my fault, I told you. But it's good. We roasted, roasted the tomatoes and the peppers out of the garden and on the, on the smoker. Amen. And so we might need somebody to run and get some chips between service because I don't know if we got enough to. Anyhow, why'd y'all get me off on thinking about food? Horatio, you got me off. I said Horatio, and Horatio's eyebrows, he went like this. He went, he went. Amen. How many people, look up on Google. Here, here we go. You got your phone? How many people are there in the world? How many? Four, four how much? Billion? What do you got? Seven what? So probably we could say eight billion, right? Because there are probably some mamas having some babies today. Some twins. Don't start contractions, Marissa. Okay, look. <laughs> so, so think about this. Eight billion. What would you do with eight billion of something? I mean, in your lifetime you couldn't. You understand? Eight billion souls. Now we could divide it. Some people are good and some people are bad. It said, said on one of the social media places yesterday, the other day, it says, describe this person in, one, in two words. And it was not a very desirable person in politics. You know what I said? A soul. Eight billion souls. Eight billion souls. You'll read about some of those souls today going out into eternity. You'll hear about little kids being killed today. All right? How many people are there in North America? North America. That's, Can that's Canada and the United States. Got it? Does it give you that number? We should be asking Siri. We should put Siri on the... Right? You know, if you say something mean to Siri, she'll say, that's not very nice. 378 million? 378 million. Okay, how many people in the United States? 330 million. That's a lot of people. 330 million. Plus... 100,000 or so every day coming across the border. How many people in the United States? Is that North America or the United States? The United States. 331.9 what? And that's 2021. Okay. All right, let's zero it in. How many people 
in Maryland. You you saying six million? Oh, there you go. About time y'all wake up back here. Six point one five, six six million. Are you are you understand? Are you understand? Okay. How many people? How many people in Prince George's County? Well, over a million now. You think? Yeah. I mean, got to be after this place back here behind us got built, right? Yes. Huh? Okay, now. You just think in that Prince George's County, a million people. How many churches are there in Prince George's County that preach the gospel? How many are there? Do you know of that preach the gospel? Now here's 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 what happens. Here's what I look at every Sunday afternoon and Sunday and Monday morning. I hear I see people put how many people they led to the Lord, and how many. Chris, you're looking at me real funny. What? Um, the, um, I guess you just look funny after you get married. But uh, but but uh, but um, think about this. Think about this. We talk about how many we have on the buses. We talk about how many we had in church and everything. People saved. Total that number up. Total that number up. About how many, and are we even denting that 900 and, what was it? Got mad at me and took it down, didn't you, Chris? A million, million people. Are we even scratching that? I mean, how many, how many students are there at Maryland University? How many students are there at Bowie? How many students are there at Prince George's Community College? I mean, you just think about people who are souls. And actually, some of them have never heard a true presentation of the gospel. And let me just say, people will not go far to go to church. Some people will. Some people find a church, and that's their church. I know some people that live over here, live down the street from Independent and Clinton, and they drive to Kenny Baldwin's. Because that's their church. Okay, that's fine. Fine with me. Um, but but generally, what do the Catholics do? They build community churches. If you've ever gone to if you've ever gone to Philadelphia, 
you ever go to Philadelphia or you ever see to see an aerial shot of a of a city, you can do it on Google, Google World or whatever. You can see a Catholic church, and not far down the road is another Catholic church. All of them have schools. They have their zones. You say, say, what is that? That's pretty smart. But see, we as we as we as independent Baptists, some guy some guy has a church in 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 Bowie or Lanham or Glen Burnie, and somebody else moves in there, and they say, what's he doing over here? Well, he's doing what you're not. He's going to reach somebody you're not. Right. So I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I'm comfortable in my skin. And if me and my wife show up for church and that's it, I'm fine. Amen. I'm fine with whoever shows up. I don't get, uh, I don't get, get all worked up about, about, about how many or what. What works me up is God's working. When God's working in his people, he'll do, he'll do something. And so God, God told us in Acts chapter 8 to go. And we can't, possibly, we can't possibly go to every place, every community in this, in this Prince George's County. And we can't, I mean, some, some people, you folks bring kids to master clubs. How far were you driving? You understand what I'm saying? And you say, preacher, are, are we being selfish? No. The Great Commission involves personal uh, evangelism, but it involves us starting churches. That's what God's, God says, I'm going to save a rascal, and I'm going to show you how to do it. And he went on three missionary journeys. You, you probably have the missionary maps in the back of your Bible. Have you ever studied the missionary journeys of Paul? That's a lot of fun. And he went there for a year or two and he, he, he helped them. He helped them and he, rate, and he taught a preacher and taught them in the word of God and then went and started another church. And went and started another church. And that's what, that's what that's, and you say, what, what's happened to our churches in America, our independent Baptist churches? We've, we, we've gotten complacent. With our people and our church family. And God needs to burden us to the place that we say, God, give us some preachers out of our church that can pastor. And God, give us some places where we can go and start churches. And we can all put in and help start churches. Today, Brother Carlos is not with us. So today, we're going to receive love offering. But the love offering, what I want us to start doing is I want us to start supporting church planning. There's two church planning organizations that we need to start supporting, and that is the AIBF, Atlantic Independent Baptist Fellowship. And they help churches in the, in the Maryland, Delaware, Virginia area to get churches started. Great group of guys. At one time, Rick, Brother Abbott used to be in that. At one time, years ago, they started getting off track. And I hadn't been back for years. I, I went down to Woodstock to preach. My wife and I went down to preach in a meeting down there. And there's some young preachers. I mean, it's, it's exciting. And church is starting. Uh, we're going to have one that's coming next week. And, and uh, Brother McConkie, and he's starting a church in Havity Grace. And he's excited about it. When you hear what's going on, you'll be excited. And, and, and you'll want to be able to be a part of that. 
we got a church starting in Baltimore. And then we've got a group of preachers that we, we have a meeting every other month at Independent. And they're preachers, a lot of preachers that are out of Independent or preachers that we met. Brother Mix is over there in uh, Alexandria. Like when you're going towards Springfield, it's when you get at Eisenhower, is that Eisenhower Road? It's, it's, it's to the south of Eisenhower Road. He's got a church over there. And then we've got a couple. Brother Bishop is over in uh, Alexandria. And we've got, we've got preachers in different places. And, and we, we support, we, that, that group supports. I want us to start supporting that on a regular basis so we can help churches start it. <coughs> so when we start a church, not if, but when we start a church somewhere, when God gives us a pastor, those two organizations can help them out. Here's what happens with those two organizations. Now get this. This is pretty neat. So that organization, a church will, will support that organization for 100 to $500 a month. A church will support the, 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 the closer-knit group of the fellows that meet at Independent every other month for 200 to 500 a month. So that, that, that financial uh, uh, nest egg is there, okay? And they don't keep it. They, get it. they, 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 they uh, use it. So give it to preachers, okay? So you got that. But then all the preachers involved in IBF and all the preachers involved in our independent group, they all individually support the person. So uh, literally, when a pastor comes here, the, the pastors around this area <clears throat> that we know, the AIBF and that church planning group can take care of a pastor as he gets the church started. Isn't that great? So we have, we have the resources and the support there. Okay? We just, need, we just need to pray for God to give us a place. Now, I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about God putting on our hearts. And so <clears throat> I'm going to start on purpose. And I want you to start on purpose praying for a place to start a church. Okay, I, really, really, literally, we ought to be able to get you ought to be able to get off egg, every exit and not go one or two miles off the beltway. Now I know it'd be costly, but you shouldn't have to go one or two miles off the beltway to find a a, a, a gospel preaching church. Now you're saying, preacher, are you are you saying all the other churches around here don't preach the gospel? I don't know what everybody preaches. I mean, I know a lot of people go to Reed Temple. I saw that one day, Reed Temple, Elijah. I thought we ought to name this Creed Temple. What do you think? <laughs> but there's a lot of people over there at Reed Temple. Anybody know anybody who goes there? I was wondering, you know, do, do they preach the gospel? Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of churches. Now there's a lot of churches that have, man, they got orchestras. I mean, they got facilities, and I'm not saying we couldn't have an orchestra in the facilities. I've been thinking about getting the guys together and we do a juice harp orchestra, you know. But but uh, but uh, and a, and a, and a washboard, you know. Tim on the harmonica, play Amazing Grace. <coughs> Get the get the get the drums from Jamaica. We have more plastic. What's those drums they have? 
violins and cellos and jello yeah so 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 but 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 folks do the is there, are they preaching the gospel a person should get outside this church and leave this church and get to their car and not have heard the gospel at least once And by the way, God never said for people to come to church and get saved. He said to go out. So would you, would you pray? I'm going to ask you, would you pray? Would you start to pray for God to give us a place? Would you put that on your prayer list? I'm talking to you. I don't see your heads nod. Would you pray? Would you pray that? Would you write that down? Remind yourself to pray? Amen. God, give us a place. And then he'll give us a people, and he'll give us a preacher. Now, all those things are vital. I remember we sent a preacher down to Cambridge, started a church, got all, got all excited, came from the right college and everything. He moved it to Charismatic Church. And he thought he'd be spiritual and said to the guys that in, a, in the church planning group, he said, do you all want me to send my support back? And they said yes. So he, should, he, he thought that would be spiritual. It wasn't very spiritual. He got, then he got indignant. And then one of the guys says, well, you're the one that moved, not us. And so there you go. Amen? Acts 1.8, we like to say, well, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's your local church and then you go into the world. But let me just tell you, I'm going to tell you something, folks. The world has come to us. The world has come to us. I mean, not everybody that is Spanish is Mexican. Guatemala and Salvador and, 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 you know, that's a different group. Uh, yeah, but they're different. They got some, they, they, they some good stuff, good read about. But anyhow, I mean, we've got German people. We've got people from Italy. We've got Ukrainian, Russian. Patrick, Patrick and his church, they're everywhere down there. He hasn't been to school. You know, and so the world has come to us. Right? Chris, how many Ghanaian people do you know as friends that you have here? A lot of people. A lot of people. Nigeria. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people from the Dominican Republic here. I mean, the world has come to us, and, and there's more and more coming. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Let's, as a church, pray that God gives us a place that He would have us as a church start a church, and we'll we're going to look for His leading. And let's pray that we're able to maybe see it come to fruition, get off the ground in 2025. Amen.
They say, well, preacher, that means money. No, that means God supplying the needs. Okay? Amen? Amen. And so, uh, Acts 1 8. Let's, 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 let's pray for that. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Frank, close for us. Amen. How you doing? Feel that. Forgiven, forgotten forever 
All my sins will be remembered no more. All my sins will be remembered no more. All my sins will be remembered no more. Well, Pharaoh sent his armies out when the Israelites did flee. He chased them across the desert sand to the banks of the old Red Sea. Well, the Israelites were hopeless. They did not have a clue. Then the Lord stepped in and rescued them. There's nothing that he can't do. There's nothing the Lord can't do. Impossible is easy, as sure as the sky is blue. So when you've lost all hope, you're at the end of your rope and you don't know what to do. There's absolutely, positively, nothing the Lord can do. Well, David was a little lad when he made Goliath fall. And the lions in old Daniel's den weren't so hungry after all. And Elijah on the mountaintop against all those prophets of Baal. Well, he prayed a spell, then the fire fell, and the Lord, he did prevail. There's nothing the Lord can do. Impossible is easy, as sure as the sky is blue. When you've lost all hope, you're at the end of your rope and you don't know what to do. There's absolutely, positively, nothing the Lord can't do. It's a powerful thing to be called of God, to be one of the chosen few. But when times are tough and the going's rough, the Lord's going to see you through. For there's nothing the Lord can do. Impossible is easy, as sure as the sky is blue. So when you've lost all hope, you're at the end of your rope, and you don't know what to do. There's absolutely, positively, nothing the Lord can do. So when you've lost all hope, you're at the end of your rope, and you don't know what to do. There's absolutely, positively, Nothing the Lord can do.
Everybody, let's all stand. We're going to sing Give Out the Good News. We'll sing all three. Let's stand and sing Give Out the Good News. God has told us in His Word of Jesus' power to save from sin. Tell this news to all, every precious soul to win. Give out the good news to someone today. Tell them of Jesus, the truth and the way. He conquered the grave that all could be saved. So give out the good news today. Take the news to every land. For every person must be told Never stopping pressing on Till they're safe the fold Give out the good news to someone today Tell them of Jesus the truth and the way He conquered the grave that all could be saved So give out the good news today when we stand before God's throne To give account for deeds we've done Will there be some there with you That you brought to God's dear Son? Give out the good news to someone today Tell them of Jesus, the truth and the way He conquered the grave that all could be saved so give out the good news today. Please remain standing. We're going to sing Send the Light. We'll sing the first, the third, and the last. There's a call come ringing o'er the restless wind. Send the light. Send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Let us not pray that everywhere abound send the light send the light and the Christ-like spirit everywhere be found send the light send the light send the light the blessed gospel light let it shine from shore to shore send the light the blessed gospel light let it shine forevermore Send the light, let us gather joys for a crown above. Send the light, send the light, send the light. The blessed gospel light, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light, let it shine forevermore. Well, good morning. We have a visitor visiting with us. Ma'am, would you tell us who you are and where you're from? 
and she had a postcard from us in her mail. Now, she had it some time ago, but she saved it, and uh, she found us. And so let's, let's welcome her today. Let's get around and shake hands with each other.
be here uh, next week and make sure you're here uh, for Brother McConkie. He's going to be starting a new work in uh, Havity Grace, Maryland, and he is already already has a Bible study going, and and uh, and he uh, his target date is April in the spring, and uh, he works for FedEx right now, and um, he's actually he's actually uh, rearranged his route FedEx route to uh, actually up northern northern Maryland, so he could be off for Bible studies and things, but you're going to want to meet him and his family. He's a good guy, and uh, he'll be starting that church in April, and so he'll be with us all next week, and so be praying. Did you, did you have... Okay, I call it Havity Grace. I'm not offended. If you're not offended that I call it Havity Grace. Was that? I didn't know that either. Up yonder. So, so uh, he's going to be starting. He's going to be starting up there, and, and so um, he'll be with us, and you'll be meet his family, and so we'll have a good time with that. Be praying what God would have you to commit for the faith promise, missions giving for the year. It's it's above our ties. It's an offering above that, and that's how we support the missionaries that uh, that that uh, report to us each each month and uh, so do we have do we, do we have brother Kearney yet no okay well when he pops in just let us know so we're hoping to talk to brother Kearney this morning from Ghana and so we'll see how that goes let's have some ushers come we'll receive God's tithes and our offerings let's give us the Lord directs if you're visiting we're not expecting you to give our people are prepared to give and uh Let's give as God directs. Tim, pray, pray for us. Lord, we just thank you for this day and thank you for everyone that's come up this morning. Lord, we do pray that you bless the gift and the giver. And may uh, this offering be used here for the answers of Jesus. Amen. Mr. Darian, you're going to have to be the hander outer today. You have to open that box. Help me with the help me with the treats. Give out to Mr. Here, here, Mr. Darian. Here, he get it. All right. How many? Turn around here so you can see me. Turn around. Turn around. How, how many of you? How many of you? How many of you remember what I gave you last week? What did I give you last week? What did I give you? What'd you do with it? You gave it to who? Gave it to family and friends. Anybody else give one out? Anyone else? 
Anybody, anybody else? Okay, well, you never know. You never know if somebody reads that track. They could learn about Jesus and have Jesus in their heart. Right? Now, I want to tell you about a man named Paul. How many of you have ever heard of Paul? Do you know what his name was before he got saved? What was his name before he, the Lord saved him? Does anybody know? It was Saul. Saul. And he went around tearing up churches. If he came into our church today, like he did back then, he would put us in handcuffs and haul us off to jail for coming to church. Can you imagine that? They even had people put to death because they believed this Bible. But guess what happened to Paul? Guess what happened to Saul? He got saved. And guess what he became after he got saved? What did he become? He became a missionary church planner and he had he went on three missionary journeys one time he went to this place called Philippi and the first place he went was a ladies prayer meeting and he met a lady her name was Lydia and they were praying and Lydia God opened her heart and she got saved and Lydia's Lydia's family got saved and then as they were preaching there was this girl that was possessed with a devil spirit of divination and she was mocking them and after a few days Paul's patience wore out and he turned around and and that girl got saved guess what happened when that girl got saved they put him in jail they put him in jail because people were making money off that girl who had a demon possession and so they they, they threw him in jail and guess what happened at midnight there was an earthquake and all the doors open and the man the man that was in charge of the jail was getting ready to kill himself because if you let prisoners go in that day and Paul said don't do any harm to yourself we're all here and guess what that man said what must I do to be saved and all three of those people Lydia the damsel with spirit of divination and the jailer's family were the first families in that church. Amen? That's what missionaries do. Amen? You ready to sing Be a Missionary with me? Everybody help us out. Okay, here we go. Ready? Be a missionary every day. Tell the world that Jesus is the way. Be it in the town or country or the busy avenue. Africa or Asia, the task is up to you, so be a missionary every day. Tell the world that Jesus is the way. The Lord is soon returning. So be a missionary, God's own emissary. Be a missionary today. Let's go. All right. Get a treat from Mr. Uh, there's some in that. There's some in that bag too. There you go. Everybody get one. All right. Best kids in the world in our church. Amen. Amen. And they grow up.
I see. All right. Go ahead.
my children all want to stay around my table, but no one wants to work in my field. No one wants to work in my Amen. Take your Bibles and turn to the book, the next to last book in the Bible, which is, which is Jude. All right. You got Brother, got Brother Kearney? Turn to the book of Jude and then we're going to talk. Hey, Brother Kearney, what's happening? You got some sound? Okay, let's get some sound here. It's Brother Kearney in Ghana. Hello. Is his audio on? We can't hear you. We'll get them in a minute here. They're out on their property where the, uh, I think he's getting in the truck now. Huh? He's not talking? Can you communicate with him on that number and tell him we can't hear him? Just communicate with him. We'll get it. We'll get him later. All right? Jude, Jude, the book of Jude, and it's one chapter. One chapter, and I want to begin reading in verse 19, if you have your Bibles. Jude 19, and it says, These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and of some having have compassion making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of, the, of, of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, 
our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the opportunity to open this wonderful book. We thank you that we have the Word and that the Word was made flesh at one time and, and dwelt among us. And Lord Jesus, we know you're making intercession for us right now. You're praying for us right now. And so, Lord, we pray that this you would meet with us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd meet with us. Cleanse us from all sin and help us to be able to understand your word. Change us to be different than when we walked in. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this book of Jude is one chapter, one book, but it's very direct. It's a very dominant book. Jude deals with false teachers in verse 3. He says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, he was said, I wanted to write something <coughs> and spend time giving you some teaching, common salvation. But then he, then he changes gears. He said, this is what needed to happen. It was, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now, here's, here's the thing. A lot of Christians say, well, you know, I just don't like conflict, and I just, folks, that's not what it's all about. But we, we need, as Christians, now more than ever, especially in our country, to stand up for right, Amen. according to the Word of God. There are people that are teaching, there's false teachers. And, and folks, you know, if you ask me about somebody and tell me what somebody's preaching, it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I, I, I call it straight. I'm not personally attacking anybody. But there are people that are out there preaching that once you're saved, you're not always saved. Well, you're going to have to take a pair of scissors to this book. Because the Bible tells us once you're, once you're saved, you're always saved. God's got a hold of you. You don't have a hold of Him. Amen. I was trying to get some boxes out of the house yesterday. You ladies know how us men are. We like to carry, we, have to, we like to make one trip. So I had some boxes under this arm and some boxes under this arm and a heavy trash bag in this arm. And thing. of course, I had my drink in one arm, too. You know, you always have to carry a drink, my soda. And, and I got down the steps and, it, you know, I hope no neighbors were watching me or had their ring on because it would have been right comical. Boxes all over the yard. You say, how many trips did you make? More than I wanted. Right. Let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something. We, we need to understand we don't control. We don't have to. Hold, we don't have have to hold on to God. God's got you. Amen. He once He saves you, you're His child. There's people that treat, teach that this book is not inspired. This is not God's word. They say it contains it, but it's not exactly. I have a lot of preacher friends that like to debate about the Scripture and you know the validity of the Scripture. And they say, "Do you like to debate the Scripture?" I say, "No." And they say, "Why?" I said, "I don't. De I don't debate gravity." You step out of a 10-store building window, you're going down. You can't debate that. What goes up must come down. Amen? That's a law. And so, so uh, we, we need to understand it. So he said, he, we need to understand that there are false teachers out there. Amen? Amen. And there are people that are teaching. And they're on TV shows. Mm -hmm. They're on the radio. And they're, and they're teaching you false if it's not according to the Word of God, it's wrong. Amen. Say, well, you know, preacher, 
the, the preacher said this. doesn't matter what the preacher said. Well, the deacon said this. Well, you don't ever listen to a deacon. Well, so-and-so said this, or my grandma said this. I mean, well, God bless your grandma's heart, but if it's not according to the Scripture, it's wrong. Amen. Amen. And so he starts out. Notice, notice what it says. He deals with false teachers, and he reminds us of the past wickedness. He, sa- he, he goes there, go, go, go on down there. He says, he says in verse 4, and this is the way it happens, for there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained into this condemnation. Listen, folks, people, people, false teachers don't come in. They don't come in with a pitchfork and a pointed tail. They come down the aisle with a Bible and a smile. I've told you about, I've told you about when I've walked out in the parking lot to fellowship with people and somebody was out there preaching something different than what, what's preached in this, in this church. You say, what do you do? Well, I just kind of tell them to be quiet. I might have used shut up or something like that, but I, but I, but but, but I, I've matured, but 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 I don't put up with that. See what what the devil does is he wants to slip in, and he slipped into churches. I, I know I know some great churches that used to preach the Bible. People saved, families put back together. I mean, God was working, and Satan got in and tore it up. He just slips in. It's my job as a, as a pastor. It's my responsibility as an under-shepherd to watch for your souls and to watch that the doctrine is right. We're not Pharisees here, but the Bible is true. The Bible is wonderful. It tells us, gives us a guideline. You say, well, preacher, you know, I kind of think outside the box as a person, as a Christian. God's never been in a box. So welcome to God. You say, preacher, you're just acting like you have fun as a Christian. I have more fun than I deserve. Some guy asked me on the job the other day. He says, how are you doing? I said, better than I deserve. He said, what's that supposed to mean? I said, you're jealous, aren't you? He said, why? I said, you need to get saved. You need to get saved. Frank, Frank came in with a smile on his face, man. He looks saved, man. Amen. Doesn't even have a Walmart button on there. So, no, no. Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, And Enoch also from the seventh Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Now, what's that? That's, talk, that's talking about the second coming. Prophetical. I, I'm, I'm saying this about Jude because I'm giving you by way of introduction. He's saying a lot in a little, in a little book. One chapter. One chapter. And, and then, he, then he, talks about, he talks about the way the world is. Notice what it says. Verse 16. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words that were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who would should walk after their own ungodly lust. Now, let me just say something, folks. This book is ta- this this is mirror image of what's going on now today. People mock God. People mock this book. 
people mock it. And so I, I just, I, I want to tell you, I want to give you a personal testimony. I, I, Pete, 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 I want to make a difference. You, you, is anybody here that just wants to make a difference in this world? Do you want to make a difference? Do you want to make a difference in your, in the lives of your children? Do you want to make a difference in your community? God says, here's how you're going to make a difference. He says in verse 22, and of some have compassion, making a difference. Now, I've got to tell you, that's not my first thought. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me, let me, let me try to get you on the same page. You ever, you ever have, you remember, you remember the first time somebody walked up to you or you were waited on at, at the counter at 7-Eleven or somebody and they had very little skin but all tattoos mm-hmm. and they had more metal than the metal shop and they started talking to you and they had something on their tongue? Amen. What's our first thought? What's our first thought? A lot of Christians' first thought is, what is wrong with you? Are you, are you understanding me, sir? I mean, I mean we've, got, we've got, no doubt everybody's seen the pictures of these people that are going into the schools dressed up like women. Men dressed up like women. And my first thought is not a good thought. But God says right there in the middle of all this, now get, stay with me, in the middle of all this, he said, listen, if you're going to make a difference, if, 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 you're going to have, if you're going to make a difference, the priority is compassion, not criticism. Now, it does catch our attention, right? Somebody's different. Right? We had this little girl come to church and she came one day and we picked her up. She was a beautiful blonde little girl. And we picked her up to go to church and her hair was blue. I mean, the, I mean, you know, like the Easter egg blue. And she had taken some Kool-Aid and dyed her hair. So I got in the car and my, my wife was out well, I mean, not to say anything. And I couldn't stand it. You know how you want to ask a question. And I said, hey, that's a new hairstyle. She said, yeah, I just want to show my individuality. And really, people are just wanting to get noticed. I mean, have you ever seen somebody walking down the street and you say, I don't know what to say. What are they doing? They're just trying to get noticed. What are people doing in the, in, the, in the fashion industry and in the Hollywood industry? And what are our kids, our kids doing in the public schools? What are, they doing? what are they doing on TikTok? What are they doing? Folks, they're just trying to get noticed. They want somebody to see them. They want somebody to listen to them. And if anybody ought to be sensitive, we ought to be sensitive. 
Because it's our sins that sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross. Now, notice some verses with me. John 11 and verse 35. What's, the, what's John eleven thirty-five 35 say? What's it say? You know. What's it say? There it is on the screen. Say it with me. Ready? Jesus wept. Oh, Jesus was crying. Isn't that sweet? Was he watching a Hallmark movie? Why was he weeping? Well, Lazarus had died. No, that's not why he was weeping. Why was he weeping? He was weeping because his brothers and sisters were weeping. And he had compassion on them. He had compassion on them. He showed his compassion. (coughs) What does the word compassion mean? What does it have to do? I, I looked at compassion. It's it's as early as it's as early as as the, the, the when they found Moses. You remember they found Moses, and the, it uses the word compassion there. It has to do with mercy, but compassion has to do with when something affects you inside. The Bible uses the, the word bowels. You ever had something? really touch you inside? You ever had that? Let me ask you a question. What what would make somebody like you and me look at a perfect stranger? No matter what they look like, no matter what they said, what, what economic background, and inside... Have compassion on them. As a soul weighed between heaven and hell. Only Jesus. Jesus had compassion. Notice notice in, in Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. And it came to pass. Verse 11. 7 11. There you go. And it came to pass. The day after. That he went into this, a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him, much people. Now when they came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was de- a dead man carried, carried out, <coughs> the son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. Now, notice, here's a widow. She's already lost her husband, and her only son dies. That's that's a rough. That's rough. You know, we really don't feel death until it touches our family. And here she is, and Jesus sees this. And notice what it says. And when he saw her. You see, folks, I, I gotta tell you something. I believe we talked about. We talk about being saved and we say we can see things, but I think our vision is blurred a lot of times. Because we don't see people. We label. We have a schedule. Everybody. 
I got the thing about this, Miss Faye. Everybody cuts me off on the beltway and gets me mad. They're soft. Need to put a three by five card on my dash that says, "Pray for those that cut me off." <laughs> what you think about it? He saw. He saw. It's not a, talking about a glance. <clears throat> this is God in the flesh. He saw everything, but he saw more than we see. But he saw. Now notice, <clears throat> and had compassion on her, and said unto her, "Weep not." What are you talking about? Who are you? What And what planet did you come from? You're walking up to me. I'm a widow and my only son died. And you said, weep not. We got to be careful what we say to people. This, this was God. He could say anything he wanted. But folks, we need to understand, if we're going to speak to people in compassion, we better give them an alternative. What did he do? What did Jesus do? Notice what it says in verse 14. And he came and touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still, and said, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he, he that was dead and sat up began to speak. He said, What did he say? He probably said, Mom, give me a peanut butter jelly sandwich, I'm hungry. But notice he and he delivered him, and he delivered him to his mother. Say, what happened? Jesus has compassion because he saw the situation and he did something about it. He did something about it. Let me, let me give you another verse. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. This is very familiar portion of scripture. But when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors into his harvest. He was moved with compassion. That's talking about that's talking about the humanity of Jesus being moved with compassion. They were teachers having a they didn't know. They didn't know. Every child in every elementary school, every child, every child in, in, in school, every child in every family should hear Jesus. Amen. Help him help him with him back here. Chris, help him. He's good. He just decided, he, he's trying to say amen. He doesn't know how to say amen. Now, he says, pray ye therefore that, that the Lord would send forth labors into his harvest. He wants to send you. He wants to send me. Look at Ezekiel. Now, I'm giving you a lot of scripture this morning. There's a lot of scripture in the Bible. We're not going to go to every one. Amen? Because we're going to eat in a minute. Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 17, 3 and 15. It says, Then I came to them of the captivity of Telebib that dwelt by the river Chebar. Now, what, what the, the setting here is, the children of Israel in captivity. You know when you read into the, most of the Old Testament is captivity, even into the New Testament. 
The children of Israel were in captivity to other nations. Many wicked kings. We've been going through the book of Esther. And, 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 and they, were, they were not in their homeland. They were in a different land. Many of, 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 of Israel, the Israel, many Jewish folks actually were born in captivity, grew up in other, other, other countries. And God talks to the prophet Ezekiel, and he, and he sends him to this place, and he's with these people. Now notice what it says here. He says, and I sat where they sat. Look at that phrase. I sat where they sat. When's the last time you sat where somebody else sat? Amen. We're awful quick to judge people, aren't we? We're awful quick to pass judgment or have an opinion of somebody. And we, the other phrase is walk, walk in their shoes a mile. Ezekiel said, I sat where they sat. He said, I sat down. He doesn't say, I stopped in the Starbucks for a coffee. He said, I sat down. I sat where they sat. I experienced what they experienced. How many, how many of you ever met somebody and you didn't know anything about them and, and, and soon you found out more about them, you understood, and you, and you thought to my, say, my soul. Right? That's what it's talking about. Say, so what was Ezekiel doing? God was teaching him compassion. Hebrews chapter 10, and verse 34. Hebrews 10 and 34. And this is why I believe Paul was the writer of Hebrews. It says, For ye had compassion of me in my bonds. Ye had compassion. He said, You took joyfully. The spoil of your goods. What's that phrase mean, the spoil of your goods? In other words, you sacrificed to help me as a missionary with, with your stuff. He said you had compassion on knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. He said your reward is in heaven. Then in the, Luke chapter 10 and verse 33. Luke 10 and verse 33. You remember the, the man fell among robbers? You remember that? A couple of religious guys walked by and they passed on the other side, right? And it says a certain Samaritan saw the Jew who they were supposed to hate each other. What's it say? What's it say there? But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and saw and when he saw him, he what? There's a stinking Jew. I'm not going to help him out. Is that what it says? And had compassion on him. If you read the rest of the story, he took him and he paid for him to get, get well. And he said, if you need any more money when I come by, back by, I'll pay that. You take care of him. That's compassion. That's compassion. Now, the prodigal son. Luke 15 and verse 20. Prodigal son said, Dad, I want my inheritance now. I want what I want my I want my money now. He says, and he and he went to a far country. He partied. Next thing you know, he's got nothing. He's eating with the pigs. Eating with the pigs. He came to himself. The Bible says, and he says, "I'll try back home, Dad, Dad, Dad. I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll hire on as a servant. I'll at least be a servant for my dad." 
And the Bible says when he saw him afar off, he had compassion on him. He had compassion on him. What are you talking about? I'm talking about compassion. I'm talking about compassion. Now, what's this all about? Making a difference. That's what this says. Jude says, hey, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about doctrine. I wanted to teach you some things. But it, things are bad. I want to tell you, there are people coming in trying to tear your church up. There are people that are false teachers out there. But he said, let me just tell you something. Here's how you deal with them. You have a debate. Is that what he said? No. He said, you call them names. No. He said, you have compassion on them. I, I want to tell you something. I am tired of living in a country that's full of hate. I see hate all the time. Nasty hate. 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 Why do you hate somebody? Well, a lot of people hate somebody because they were taught that. But as Christians, God says, hey, listen, you're different. And if you want to make a difference, you, don't, you, you need to become a theologian. theologian. No. If you want to make a difference, you need to be a preacher. No. If you need a... If you if you need if you're going to make a difference, you better you better memorize all this scripture. Is that what it says? No, he says of some having compassion, making a difference. And I know what you're thinking. You say, well, preacher, you know, if I get if I get get all warm and fuzzy for people, you know, then then, then I'll have to get involved. Yeah. But you know what happens when you have compassion as a Christian? God gets involved. I think there's a verse, Marilyn, remind me, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Would that apply in this situation? You see, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people that are trying to make a difference another way. I want to be, I want to be a, I, I want to, I want to I want to uh, 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 win America's Got Talent. I want to be an American Idol. I want to do this. I want to do that. Last time I looked, a lot of these people that are in the entertainment business are also in the drug business, the drinking business, the divorce business, the the beating wives business, craziness. I don't know what it is about that. It's, you know, it's just it's just a cesspool. There are some Christians out there thank the Lord how are you going to make a difference the Bible says and if some having compassion some have compassion making a difference so 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 what are we supposed to do preacher well let me give you three things number one I cannot be self-absorbed well, we take care of three people, don't we? Me, myself, and I. We like take we take care of ourselves. Amen. Right? I know Chris under that mask is saying amen. I can't hear her, but I know she's saying amen. We take care of ourselves. We do. But we're self-absorbed. 
You see, you see, when you walked in here, and there's nothing wrong with this, you, you came to church because you wanted, some, you wanted to get something. Amen? You want God to speak to you. But, but, but the other thought, the dual thought that you should have coming to church is, what can God do? How can I contribute? How can I contribute? Do you, do you, know, do you know just walking up to somebody that comes into church and, and encouraging them goes a long way? Amen. That's good. I, I like when people encourage me. Amen. I like it. Some of you walk out and you, you say, Preacher, thank you for that message. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I, that encourages me. Some of you text me and say, thank you for that message. You say, what do you do with that stuff? I save it. <laughs> we need encouragement, don't we? And some people come in here, we don't know where they, what happened, is happening in their life, what's the, waiting for them at home. We don't know what some of the kids here are going through. I don't know what you're going, but, but, but let me tell you something. We, don't, we come in here, we're self-absorbed, we're not going to have compassion. It's not all about you. It's about, it's about, and, and let me just say, the compassion is not, is most needed with the miserable people. There's some scary-looking people out there. Right? You say, what do you do when you see somebody scary? You know what I do? I smile at them. Then they wonder what I'm up to. You smile out there in the world, people go, oh, no. What's he, what's he doing? And then I say, hey, how you doing? There's a lot of scary people out there. Might be your next door neighbor. They might have a big dog bigger than them. You never know. Crazy people out there have big dogs. But I want you to think about this. I cannot be self-absorbed. It's not about me. Number two, I must see people where they are. Well, you know, preacher, I have a certain kind of people I like to hang with. Right? I mean, you know, you go past these parks and these people are going, you know, they're out there exercising. That's their group. Right? Everybody has, everybody has, everybody has, there's nothing wrong with that. But let me just tell you something, folks. You get out there and meet a lot of different people. It's fun. I like learning different things about different people. It sure is. But folks, we need to see people where they are. Maybe maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too optimistic. But I, when I see people, here's what I think: Do they know the Lord? And then I think about this. This is what I think, Miss Keys. I think if they don't know Him, if they came to Christ, wow, wouldn't that be great? And you say, well, you know, before they get saved, they, no, that's not Bible. Well, you know, they, they're, 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 they're so far away from God. Let me just tell you something. When you got saved, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you were far away from God. You were one heartbeat from hell. Amen. Now, notice, notice, we must see people where they are. And then, number three, 
If I, if I am going to make a difference, I'm going to have to give them something. When I have, when I have compassion on them, I'm going to have to give them something ultimately, and that's the gospel. <clears throat> now, you say, preacher, what if they, what if they're hungry? Well, feed them. And while they're eating, tell them about Jesus. Jesus fed the 5,000. I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. And instead of, instead of complaining about the United States and complaining about what's going on and complaining about people doing this, and complaining about people doing this, we need some compassion. I'm not talking about sticking your head in the sand. <clears throat> Amen? As Americans, we ought to be concerned about our country. We ought to be concerned about our community. We ought to be concerned about our family. We ought to be concerned about our church. But let me just tell you something, folks. People need to see compassion in people that know the Lord. Many religions out there are mean. There was a lady named Margaret Sangster. She was a social worker. She was a social worker. And she met a boy at the orphanage that had came from a poor family. He'd gotten hit so he couldn't walk. And so she had some compassion on the boy and she got him to some surgeons. And they, they, they healed him to where he came to see her and did a cartwheel. Years later, years later, she found out he'd, been, he'd gone to prison. And she said this, and get this, I taught him how to walk, but I never told him where to walk. You're never going to be able to reach people unless you have compassion. And I know circumstances can pile up and difficulties can pile up and, and we're tend to, we have a tendency to get hard. We have a tendency to withdraw to our safe place. I was asking Chris today how many friends she had that were Ghanaian. You need to bring them to church. Amen. But we need to reach them. We need to reach them. We need to reach them with compassion. They need to see compassion. And that opens up for us to tell them about our best friend Jesus. Amen. Let me say this and I close. Missions is, is, is seeing people lost before you form an opinion otherwise. Missions is giving them the gospel that will make the difference. And missions begins in your heart. I was looking at a mission board website this morning, early in the morning, about five. And I was going down their prayer list of all these missionaries. And I said this, Elijah, 
I looked at these people's faces and the countries they were in. And I, I literally said this, what in the world caused them to go there? I mean, some of them had big families. They, you were here when Brother Sinclair was here and talked about the missionary that was killed shortly after he got to Cameroon. Big family. What causes them? I believe it begins with compassion. I want to challenge you this morning to open your heart. I want to challenge you to first this morning as we come to the invitation time to pray that God will soften your heart. I would pray, pray that God would open your eyes and that you would see people lost. Let's bow our heads. No one's looking around, heads bowed and eyes closed. If you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Can you say based on the word of God, I know that if I die today, I'm going to be in heaven. Would you slip your hand up as a testimony? Nobody's looking around. This is private. God bless you. You may put your hands down. Say, preacher, I don't know. Would you pray for me? Anybody here like that? Now, I'm speaking to Christians. Say, preacher, I want that compassion. I want God to use me to make a difference in others' life. God spoke to my heart today in the message. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up? Just slip it up and put it back. God bless you. God bless you. Let's have that compassion on others. Others. Father, bless the invitation. Work in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. No one looking around. If God spoke to your heart this morning, you come. Do we see people out there? Thank you. Be seated. I think we got. I think we got Brother Kearney now. Can you hear me? Put him on a mic or something. I can't hear you. Turn the camera on, Antoinette. She looks much better. There you go. I'm just kidding. I'm honorary as ever. How you doing, man? I'm trying to be honorary, but there's so much compassion I can't be. <laughs> about time about time you listen to the word. Amen. Hey, how you doing, Antoinette? Amen. How you doing, Antoinette? You doing okay? One day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. Hey, uh, Brother Kearney, tell us what you go how are things going. Bring us up to speed. Well, uh, God has been faithful. 
And uh, we, we have to say we are not going to be moved. Uh, it's been a very, very hectic six weeks, I believe, as we've had probably in, well, more like the last two, two months. We've had about, about five deaths, uh, multiple, you know, all of those are funerals, and then dealing with actually the straighten out things of the deceased. Uh, we, it's just been a constant onslaught of thievery. Oh my goodness, it's been a challenge, a challenge, a challenge, uh, dealing with folks in the ministry with their struggles as well uh, in our two church plants. So we, it's been uh, real live human beings dealing with all the struggles of life uh, but definitely valuing the fact that we're surrounded by the prayers of God's people. Uh, it's, that's the best way to put it. Uh, we, we've just been enjoying, we have over 100,000 gospel tracks, about 250,000 gospel tracks, and uh, I don't know how many thousands of Johns and Romans, and then thousands and thousands of New Testaments, uh, we've just been busy uh, trying to get a, a New Testament in every hotel and motel in our area. And uh, we've been in schools preaching and passing out uh, Johns and Romans and discipleship material. So the ministry is the ministry, and, and it's all about people. And, uh, you know, little by little, we're able to experience joys in life. I, if you don't mind, I'm gonna sh I'll share one with you right now. We've always wanted uh, German Shepherd dogs. And uh, a pastor called us from uh, Accra and said, Brother Kearney, I have two German Shepherds, pure blood German Shepherds that I need to dispose of. I said, dispose of? And so we, we went and picked up two brand new puppies, a beautiful male and a beautiful female. Uh, about uh, 12 weeks old, and it's just really been one of those things that makes you say, hey, God loves us in the midst of all the Amen. difficulty. Uh, just kind of as an update on our building project, uh, that has just been a, a horrendous uh, experience. Uh, we, ha we, are, we share a, a, a fence line with an Islamic mosque, and uh, the gentleman in that owns the residence where the mosque is, is a big petroleum man, so he's a very wealthy person. And uh, he's used his influence to try to stop us from building. And he went to, to the three main, uh, the EPA, the TDC, and the Ashima. These are the municipalities or the, the entities that deal with building and uh, basically submitted a letter telling them to stop us from building. Uh, but by the grace of God, uh, we believe God's going to give us the victory. I went to one of the offices and said, you know what, so we wrote him a letter. He says, no, I didn't write him a letter. I gave him a phone call and asked him where's the permit for his mosque. And uh, the gentleman couldn't answer because they didn't go through the proper procedures. Uh, to build their mosque and so they're telling me that the things I need to do as fast as I can so that we can go ahead and build so 
it's 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 really been trying, uh, but God has been faithful. We've been we've been seeing people get saved and and added to the church, and so we're excited. Amen. And knowing that God's going to bring us through. Sorry for not taking a breath and talking. But oh, that's okay. That's kind of how. It's that's going. okay. That's that's yeah. good. Hey, uh, now, so you're going to get a security guard, right? For your for your property. That's the plan. Right. How right, much do you, right, How much right, do you need right. a month for that? We need two uh, equivalent to two hundred dollars a month to have a security. Okay, plan. let's take care of that, folks. So, let's take care of that church. Yeah, can you can I remind you to give extra? We'll we'll take care of that security guard. Amen. Amen. I, I hear a couple voices. So I'll can be. I get I'll, amen. amen. Can I? Amen. So, so we'll 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 send that. We'll get we'll get Brother Bowman and earmark that. Arnold will earmark that for security Thank guard. You. We'll put Thank it. We'll we'll put it. Thank we'll put it Barney, <laughs> like Andy and Mayberry. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much. Faith independent. Thank you. So we're praying for you. Yeah, we're we're praying for Amen. you. We know you've been going through struggles with 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 the church and and the uh, pastors and all that. God's got it. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you. Well, let's pray. Let's pray. Thank let's you. let us pray for you, and we'll say goodbye. Or see you later. Okay. Right. Let's right. pray. Lord, thank you for the Kearneys. Thank you for Frederick and Antoinette there tenacity because they love you and they're compassionate toward the people of God and, and the people that need to be of God. Pray for their building. Pray that you would stop the thieves in their tracks. We pray that they would be able to get the go-ahead to get things going. Lord, we pray that you would just give them strength. I know uh, they're tired physically. Lord, I pray that you give them extra strength. Lord, we pray that as you gave the Israelites extra strength in the wilderness, Lord, we pray that you would give the Kearney strength. Lord, supply their needs. <clears throat> Settle their hearts. And uh, give them uh, a new love for these people. And bless their day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you Amen. guys. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Love you too. Thank, Thank you. Love you, Faith. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're going to we're going to receive a quick love offering for... Uh, local, the local churches, the local church uh, people I mentioned in, in Sunday school. We've got two entities. Come on up here, guys. Grab the offering plates. <clears throat> we want to we give the AIBF and the church plant uh, group that we have here in Maryland. <clears throat> we need to start churches all over. There are people that don't have churches to go to, and we, we want to start one as a church. We want to start a church soon. So let's pray that we'll be able to do that. Uh, Darian, pray for us. Heavenly Father, for this day, Lord, be with the gift and the giver, Lord, and uh, thank you for the food. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, so now I got some. I got some salsa that I made homemade on my smoker. Okay. So I made the first batch, and I didn't put many peppers in it. But when it came out, I took tasted it, and it lit me up. So the second batch is mild, and the one that says H on it, that's hot. The one that says M on it is mild. Now, the mild, Miss Creed liked. So if Miss Creed likes it, it's got to be good. And so I made, made the salsa, 
out of tomatoes and peppers out of my garden and on my smoker so it's out there as long as it lasts. I know, Faye, you want to get the hot stuff, right? <laughs> Faye wants the hot stuff. Amen? And so, so uh, we're going we're gonna to pray and ask the Lord's blessing on the food and then fellowship for a little bit and come back in. Brother, Brother uh, Walter's going to preach for us the second message. He's going to give his testimony today, okay? All right, let's, let's pray and ask God's blessing on the food. And, and, and visitor, we're, you're welcome to stay with us. If you have something you've got to do, we appreciate you visiting with us. Thank you so much. We're honored that you would come. And got, got the postcard. She got the postcard in the mail. Amen. And just uh, we, we, we just honored that you would come. So let's, let's ask God's blessing on the food, and then we'll dismiss, and you folks have a good time of fellowship. Okay? Uh, Brother Danny, pray for the food, would you?